Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK systems sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's going on, guys? And welcome to Billy the Bat Boys Corner, presented by Up On Game. And today we have a very special guest joining us in just a moment. It's big league veteran Jabba Chamberlain, who spent 10 years in the big leagues, mainly with the New York Yankees, but also with the Detroit Tigers, Kansas City Royals, and Cleveland Indians. We'll touch on some of his stories that he's obtained throughout his career in the Bronx, as well as some modern baseball talk with how the younger kids can improve their game as well. All right, guys, we're here alongside big league veteran, former New York Yankee World Series champion, Jabba Chamberlain. Jabba, appreciate you taking the time. No problem. I, uh, I'd rather be inside right now anyways. It uh, feels like 102 out here in Nebraska right now, so uh, I'll stay inside for a while. There you go. Well, you've been coaching your son, right, recently, since retirement? Just being able to to be there and, you know, see his see his high school career grow. And, you know, it's been fun. It's uh, He's doing some, some things that, you know, even impress me every once in a while. So it, it's been fun to watch. Well, for the younger players, I want to start off with helping them out and, and some things that they can improve on. When you're a young pitcher, uh, who should be calling the pitches? Should it be the catcher? Or should it be somebody from the dugout uh, in Little League and, and going up to high school? Um, I think there's a, there's a balance. I think part of maturing as a baseball player is understanding yourself and you know, at the end of the day, you're the one that has to execute a picture. You have to do that. But, you know, but I also think there's two, some, some coaching aspects where it's the coachability and the understanding to take direction in, in some ways. But, you know, I think a pitcher catcher relationship is so important. And, you know, if you guys are on the same page or tempo is better, you know, you just have a better rhythm. And, you know, I think sometimes when, 
you know, coaches in, in, in high school that I've seen, you know, calling one, three, four. And by the time they look, get it, you know, usually the guy on the mound already knows what he wants to throw. So then it's, you know, you don't want to second guess yourself because in your mind, you probably have a pitch, but then the coach sees it in a different aspect. And, you know, I always feel like you should have the right to shake off because a pitch without conviction, no matter what level is a terrible pitch, it could be the wrong pitch with conviction, but, you know, that's a better pitch than going and attacking one that you're like, oh, they just called it, so I have to throw it. Right, right. Well, when you were pitching and you were growing up, when did you first begin to throw an off-speed pitch? Is there a certain time where kids develop that? I think, well, shoot, they're developing so much faster, and, and obviously they're starting to lift sooner. They're starting to do a lot of stuff that necessarily wasn't when I was coming up. So I, I think every kid in every situation is different. I mean, you get some of these kids that are 12, 13, that are six foot one, six foot two, obviously probably not done growing. Maybe they height wise, but as far as just getting man strength and, and getting bigger. So I don't know if there's a set age, honestly. I think I try to look more at, at pitches and stressful pitches in a game. I mean, you could throw 60 pitches in five innings and be great, but you could throw 60 and three where you're battling with, you know, second and third, just trying to execute to, to save the, save the runs and and do that. So I think every situation is different. I mean, obviously it's the monitoring of the pitches. I think that is, that has become more, more of a thing for me as, as being able to watch my son and all these other kids pitch. When should kids start to mix in a third or fourth pitch during a game? Should it be the second time around in the order? Should they stick with a few pitches to start off the first time and then add a third or fourth one as they see the hitters a second or third time? I think that's that's some things that I, I've seen that, I mean, I guess frustrate me a little bit. But it's You guys have played against each other, especially like here. You play travel ball against each other. You kind of know – what you're going to do in, in, in that aspect. But, you know, I think it's you, – you set a precedent of locating your fastball in, out, up, and down, and then you kind of work from there and see what they're making adjustments on, if they're late, you know, if they're trying to do, you know, certain things against you. And, you know, it's – I mean, Carter faced the team that won the state championship three times – you know, this summer and it's, it doesn't matter if they see you in a short amount of time, they're going to understand what you're going to try and do. And it's, and that's the aspect of the let's play chess and not checkers. Like, Hey, well, I went to slider on this at bat. Well, now I'm just going to beat you with fastball. So, and that's, that's the art that I love about the game. And no matter what level is always just that little chess match. And, you know, I think it's, the two biggest things, if you can locate your fastball in all four quadrants and throw a great changeup, the other stuff will come. And, I mean, Tom Glavin had a pretty good career, not throwing very hard in, in, in locating those two pitches and, and maybe spinning a little things here and there. But, you know, I think it's just when you can establish 60% with your fastball in all four quadrants, I, th- I think that's a great start. Would you say the changeup's a pitch to learn earlier since it takes a little bit longer to develop yeah, I, I mean, my changeup is garbage, so I really can't talk too much about it. But that's literally Carter's best pitch. I mean, it's just the confidence and everything. And, and it's such a feel pitch, especially with kids growing up and their hands aren't big enough. So you're always playing with certain grips. And, you know, so that's that's one of those pitches where 
I mean, I probably tried to throw it 38 different ways in, in the total of my career, and and not one of them worked. I threw a few good ones, but there wasn't that many. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's just a an effective pitch. I mean, obviously, look at look at Devin Williams and, and what what that does to isolate and at bat and just change a dynamic. And then now you're throwing that, and then you come back with 96, 97. It looks like probably 150 at that point. So. It's just the the back and forth and and the up and downs. So yeah, I think younger kids are to being able to establish those two pitches first and, and throwing sixty percent strikes at least is probably the biggest thing that I would say that's hey, let's focus on these things first. For sure. Yeah. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about your career. I had a great one with the Yankees, started off there. What it means to you to be a part of Yankee tradition. I actually was just having a conversation with somebody about this yesterday. And I think it was the opportunity to, to play in the old stadium and understand the history and being able to play the last game there and then be able to play the first one at the new stadium and just creating that history again, because as you well know, and your listeners probably do too, is our first year we ended up winning a world series. So, you know, when that opens up and, and that precedent and, you know, it's it's one of those things, too, where holding on to history from the old stadium to the new stadium and just being a part of it and knowing everything that has gone into the organization and, and what it means to be a Yankee is, is, is the coolest thing. I mean, obviously, the relationships and, and everything have you know grown and been fantastic, but I think it's just being part of history that whether I mean. I'd love to do a survey of all the people I see with Yankees hats or stuff of like, are you just a Yankees fan or is it just because it's the logo that everybody recognizes? And it's like, then it's a statement. I mean, it, it really is when, when people do it. And then it's like, no, I just like the hat and I like the logo. So it, it would be funny to, to survey a hundred random people when you're out and see really if either they've been to Yankee stadium or old Yankee stadium who their favorite player is and like, or you're just like, Hey, it's a sweet hat. Do you think they should have knocked down the old stadium? Oh man, that's tough. Um, no, as a baseball historian, I, I love, you know, being able to, to go places and, you know, talk about the history of it. But at the same time, you're only working with so much space down there. So, um, it, it's kind of tough. Uh, but I, I think the really cool part of it, and I, I think some aspects of it is it's a little heart wrenching, I guess. But you know, it gave people. And it, it, yes, I know it costs money, but you got a chance to own something from the stadium if you were just a huge fan, or you know, buy a seat or just something minuscule that meant buy dirt or just you know a story that you can tell either your grandkids, your kids, and it's like, hey, I used to sit here with your grandpa, and we'd go to this game every year and, you know, we do this. So I, I think from that aspect, I, I think that is something that is great because now that stadium will always live on, you know, in the passing down, like Carter will get my seat from the stadium and, you know, hopefully when he has kids and just pass it down and talk about how cool, you know, that is and, and how we can, you know, still keep the story alive about old Yankee stadium and all the things and, and the traditions that it had. But, yeah, it was a little it was a little weird um when you saw it happening. You just is kind of like, oh, this I guess this really is happening. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game Presents. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You mentioned that 2009 season, the World Series champs. When did you first realize that that team, how would it took to be a World Series team? Well, I think it kind of started in the offseason. You know, when we knew we were going to sign some guys, and then we ended up signing another guy, and then we got another guy. And you're like, okay, I think we're going to be all right. And and we had, I think, just the, the ability to win any type of game, whether it was – you know, we had to win one nothing, or, hey, we had to score some runs. I, I just think the ability that that team had, and obviously I think what we have, like 16 come-from-behind wins or walk-offs or something crazy like that. And, you know, we had some young guys, and we had the guys that have already been, you know, established and done that. And I think it was just a great mix of, you know, new energy with old energy and the ability to win. And I, I think, too, like going back and reflecting on that season every once in a while – is we never felt like we were out of the game. Like, it, even if we were down a couple of runs, we never felt like, well, we don't have a chance to win this. And I, I think the mentality of that is is stronger than people believe because it's like, well, we know if you're not going to get it done, this guy's going to get it done. And, you know, we'll we'll save it at the back end and, and go from there. So I think it was just the whole dynamic and 
And obviously you've, you've kind of seen what they've done this year and, and holding games late and doing all those things. So I think there's some very similar correlations in, in, in these two teams, but it's uh it's always crazy to think about. It's the first year of, of opening that stadium and now creating the history that, you know, now let's, we, we let's get another one. It's been a while and uh, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely coming here in the near future. That's the thing too. It seems like the chemistry was really solid. I mean, sometimes you don't know what's going to happen when you grab pieces from free agency. You don't know how guys are going to get along once the season comes along. But uh, when you have leadership guys like Derek Jeter, Mariano, how, how did they play into that whole uh, chemistry and leadership? They they all led in different ways. I mean, Derek Derek was always really smart about when he would talk to you, like when it was the right time, you know, Jorge obviously could, could get on me at any point and just, I mean, just his energy and, and everything there. And so I think and then in getting CC and AJ and Mark and Swish and all these guys where not one personality was the same. I mean, it, we had, I don't know if I could say there was one personality that was the same on that team. And I think it just it gelled so well together that it was everybody kind of took it on themselves and and wasn't afraid to ask questions. wasn't like, hey, I, I, did I do this wrong? Like, and it it was a family aspect of like even when you had the opportunity to just go on the road and hang out, it was always, hey, let's at least grab dinner and. It, you know, 99.9% of that time is just BS and talking about fantasy football or talking about basketball or talking about, hey, Michigan sucks or, you know, just whatever. It was never baseball related. And I think that becomes a huge aspect because that's every day what we do. And when you get a chance just to go have dinner with the boys and, you know, talk trash to each other about whatever, I think, you know, it's it's very refreshing and it, and it gives your mind time to reset because it's such a grind you know for 162 i mean we gotta bring it back to the the bug game i'm sure you get asked about it a lot in 2007 playoff game when you ran it from the bullpen did you were you immediately swarmed by the bugs or did they come as soon as you uh, began throwing no they weren't there in the <clears throat> i came in after andy in the seventh okay and they weren't bad they were, I mean, normal bugs, nothing, nothing crazy. Well, then when I went back out for the eighth, I was, I didn't know what was going on. Like all of a sudden it just was like immediate because uh, Fausto had finished or Roberto Hernandez, whatever you want to call him. Um, and so I get out there and it's like, you know, you're, you're doing one of these and you're like, ah, it's not too terrible. Well, then it just kept getting worse. And then we call time and Gino comes out and he starts praying off. Well, obviously they're attracted to moisture and everything. So, and I remember asking Derek, you know, a couple of days later when he kind of just stopped, I go, why didn't you come and say something? He goes, man, every time I walked closer to the mound, the bugs got worse. And I was like, oh, thanks. I, I appreciate that. So it's dryer sheets or vinegar. If everybody, if anybody's, when they listen, if that ever happens and midges come out, it's dryer sheets or vinegar. So, wow! And the bug spray didn't work. No, nope, it made it worse. It made it worse. Unreal. That's wild. 
Wow. So when you're in that situation where there's distractions and, and things happening, whether it's weather or something like the bugs, how do you stay composed and locked in? I mean, there's always outside things. Um, that's something you can't prepare for. I mean, obviously noise and people heckling and stuff like that, that's obviously going to happen. And, but yeah, that's, that's one thing you can't really prepare for. Um, like, like I said, it's the most frustrating part for me is I didn't do my job. I mean, the bugs aren't an excuse. I mean, they had to hit in it. I had to throw in it. So it wasn't like I was getting the short end of the stick. They still had to do the same thing. So yeah, I mean, I, long story longer is, is, I was frustrated and just because I didn't do my job, Andy pitched a hell of a game and, and my job is to come in and, you know, get us to mow. And I didn't do that. So that, that, that was the most frustrating part for me. Yeah. Well, that year you were playing for Joe Torrey, right? Yep. And then you also then played for Joe Girardi for the rest of your Yankee career. How did their managerial styles differ? Well, I mean, Joe was old school and, and kind of let us, you know, dictate everything. Cause I mean, he had Derek and he had all those guys. So it's, you know, it kind of handled itself. And I mean, you think about Joe, he was only a few years removed from playing with these guys. So it was a little different. I think it was probably harder for Joe Girardi than it was for the other guys because it was so many years removed, but now you're the manager. And so what, what does that relationship divide become where hey i'm your manager now but i was also your teammate like and so that would even be tough for me like to to figure out where that balance is because at the same time you obviously respect your manager they're there for a reason but then on the other hand it's like hey you were just my catcher like three years ago too (laughs) you know so i mean granted i know it was a little longer than that but I think that that was probably the hardest part. But for us, it was, you know, he was a guy that we saw in the weight room, you know, doing stuff, running with us and and everything like that. So I I think it was just kind of a, like anything, a generational change as far as the different contrast of, you know, player and coach. And, you know, they both did it. So it was it was definitely just two different personalities and two different coaching styles and managing styles just. Because that's just kind of generationally the the way it goes. It seems like a lot of MLB teams are moving in that direction of younger managers, ones who kind of relate more to the players because they're a little bit you know, closer age, and then they also understand the analytics better. I guess. Do you have a preference of having a younger manager or a more of an old school guy? Um, n- not really. I think I've <clears throat> played for a lot of catchers. I mean, when I went to Detroit, I played for Brad Ausmus too. So it's, I think the younger, I think the younger generation coaches, they, I think they just get that there is so much more to the game now. I mean, we have to take social media into aspect. We have to take so many different things, analytics, the breaking it down. And now, now I think it's from the, the manager coaching style is like, having to manage personalities more because there's so many different forms of information. Like back then it was like, Hey, he went two for four off you last time. And he hit a slider. Like that's, I mean, that's as in depth as you could go. And now it's like, you can have every pitch. So it's, it's finding that, okay, what type of guy is this? 
okay, is he a guy that wants to know everything? So let me get it prepared and, you know, on his chair or he comes in the office and gets it. Or is he a guy that's like, I don't care. I don't want to know what my spin rate is. I don't want to know anything. I want to go out there pitch. And so I think the younger generation kind of understands that more because they've either been in it or were the start of coming through. And, you know, it's just not to say that older managers aren't with it and understand the analytics, but they obviously do, or they wouldn't be in those positions. But I think when it's an understanding of like, okay, he played through this or he gets it or, Hey, where does he think this can go? Because he was a catcher, you know, do, do we think we need to, you know, change something or use my fastball more instead of 28% throwing four seamers? Do we throw, do we try to get to 35? And so that part of it. And I mean, you, you can break it down to as far as what is your best mound? Where's your highest spin? I mean, it's, there's so many things that you can do now where I think that's why they're leaning towards the younger coaches and that because it's maybe a little bit more relatable, but at the same time, it's like, do you get an old school coach that wants to come back? I mean, Tito, I don't know if Tito talked analytics with me one time, you know, but that's a dude you want to play for. He was, he was absolutely fantastic. So they're still around. They're, they're still very, very, very good. But the game has just changed so many ways that, you know, it's, you can kind of see it switching in that direction. Well, when you were coming up, you came up through the system as a reliever? Starter. How do you feel that affected you when transitioning into a uh, reliever and then starter and back into the pen? I think I did it five times. Um, it was... The biggest thing is, it just you never found a routine. It was the back and forth, then you'd get into routine, then you'd have eight days off, and then it would be, okay, now you're going to pitch on five days. Literally, I just saw a stat the other day because I'm signing baseball cards. I only lost six of the 47 games I started in my career. We only lost six of the games that I started. And if you go back and look at my stats, when I started every five days, my numbers are crazy because I had a routine. I knew what to expect. I mean, I had great guys around me that I could work with and understand and, you know, ask questions. But then when I get seven, eight days, it's you can never simulate second and third, one out in the fifth inning and in. You know, you you got to clinch up and you got to you got either got to get a punch out or, you know, ground ball. So when you try to do that, whether it's running, whether it's lifting, whether it's just playing it in your head as much as you can, it's just you can't do it unless you're on the mound. So that for me was the frustrating part is as I've gone back and looked at different things and seeing when I had a routine of what the numbers differentiated from the times that I had, a, you know, six days or eight days or 10 days. So yeah, that's just, I mean, that, that's the biggest thing, but, but that's with anything, anything in life. Like when you get out of your routine, I mean, for you and yourself, like when you get out of your routine, it takes you a day or two to get back. Like I always try to, people don't understand this. And then I'm like, okay, how do I relate this to a situation you'd be in? Hey, you've went to work for six months in a row. You've had your Saturday, Sundays off. 
Now you go on vacation for 10 days with your family. Now just imagine trying to get back in the routine, get your kids ready. Okay, now what do I need two cups of coffee now? Do I need three? Okay, what's time? It's just it's just trying to get everything back in order. And that's kind of the only way that I could present it to people where they would kind of kind of get it. Because they're like, well, you have all this time, you're getting extra days. Why aren't you fresh? Well, sometimes I'm too fresh. And so that that's just kind of the way I've tried to explain it to where people kind of get an idea because it's it's very similar, um, obviously in the in the principal aspect of it. So yeah, it's just that was that was the thing, just not ever truly genuinely having a routine as you're going back and forth. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Do you feel teams nowadays are understanding that more and have their pitchers more strictly on a routine and, and putting them in situations, relievers who maybe haven't gotten work in, in a few days, making sure they get in the game? Yes, but there's also some relievers that if the game's not close, don't put me in. Like, I don't care if I haven't pitched in five days. Like, no, because like, it's just there's nothing on it. And, and that's obviously mentally you have to be stronger, but there are some people like that. You've seen a lot of closers where when it's not a closing situation, Okay, they're going to give up two or three, and it's just because it's just a different adrenaline rush. Like, yes, it's adrenaline as it always is running out of the pen, but it's also a lot different knowing you. You never go out knowing you can't make a mistake. You always is like, I have to be perfect. No, but if I execute, I've got a chance. So when in that aspect too, and we've seen it from you know the having starters or having openers, excuse me, having openers in that aspect. 
I mean, Brian Shaw opened the other day for the first time, like 761 games. So it's, it's from that understanding where I think they have done a better job of not necessarily just that, but not bouncing people back and forth. Well, speaking of adrenaline and those those situations, Yankees Red Sox that rivalry. I mean, is there anything else that compares to Yankees Red Sox with other teams in the league? Oh man, I think there are great rivalries in in all sports, but I just think the longevity of one that's lasted this long between the Yankees and the Red Sox and the history that it started from, you know, in the in the curse and how that has played in in every part of every time that they play each other, that it gets brought up and, you know, the fights and all the other stuff that there's just so much history that I don't think there's a better rivalry in any sport. I think there's great rivalries in all sports, but I just think the Yankees Red Sox is just, it's hands down the best. It's been the longest and it's, and it's always interesting. There's there's always something that happens. Like, I don't think there's been a year that's gone by where you're like, this was a boring Red Sox-Yankees rivalry this year. Like, there's always something, whether it's a fight, whether somebody gets ejected, whether the managers are yelling at each other, where, yeah, I mean, there's always something. So it's, uh, it's my favorite. I was fortunate enough to be a part of it, but – I mean, I still, I still love watching to this day and seeing all the highlights of, you know, just how many years it's been going on and how cool it has been. Yeah. And even if one of the teams aren't as competitive that year due to their record or whatever, they find a way to compete and, and do well against the Yankees or vice versa. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's they could have lost 10 in a row. You know it's going to be – you're going to have more media in there. You're going to have this. You're probably going to play – a Sunday night game. Um, it's just the way it is. And, you know, that's, that's part of the course when you get it, but it's, it's definitely fun to be a part of and, you know, have a little bit of a uh, little bit of your name in, in history. We, we had a little brouhaha with me, so I guess I can, I can say I've, I've been a, been a good part of it. Well, after your time with the Yankees and then moved on to the Detroit Tigers, how did they compare to New York? Oh, I could have facial hair. So that, that was that was the best part. I'd also like to know what percent of dudes that leave New York grow facial hair? It's got to be 98%, 98, 99%. I was, I was literally going to say it's, it's 95%. Yeah. Easy. But, yeah, no, it was um, – I mean, history-wise, history it, was, it was very similar. Yeah. I mean, just – it's one of three teams that only have two jerseys at the time, you know, home and away. There was nothing else. So the tradition and the history of it, other than having our names on the back of the jerseys, is about the only difference. But, you know, and the cool part about that is, is they always, like, Tram was always in, you know, spring training. And you just had the history of, of the guys that would always come back. And, and I felt it was very similar to the Yankees of, of once you're a part of this organization that you're always a part, like you, we want you always around. And, and I think from that aspect, when, when I went to Lakeland, it was, uh, it was very similar on, on those guys coming back. And 
So that, that was always fun and, and getting to talk to some of those guys about, you know, their, their careers and, you know, the history of, of the team. So from, from that aspect, I think it was very, very similar and, it was kind of nice too. I didn't really have to move because I just drove from Tampa to Lakeland. So that, that was a bonus too. Yeah, for sure. Do you think the Yankees should get rid of their beard policy? Uh, I don't know. It's, I see it both ways. I get it. I mean, the history of, of what it is. Um, I mean, I've tried to grow a mustache too, and it was awful. Um, I mean, Carp pulls his off very, very well. Nestor does his. It's, I mean, some people can pull it off. I just, it was, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I love that kind of aspect of it, but I also was like the individuality of a person makes them who they are. And, you know, I've been kicked out of the freaking dugout for having to go shave. You know, it's, I can see it both ways. I understand tradition, but I also understand like, yes, I'm working for somebody and that's their tradition. But it's also I'm working for you to help win games, too. So I would like to be myself. And but you know what? I don't it's it's a topic that's talked about, I think, every year when especially around this time, it really gets talked about because older guys with no trade clauses and everything will say no Yankees because they want to have a beard or long hair. So, I mean, I guess. I could see it both ways. Should it be the end all that meets all? I don't think so, but sometimes it is. Would Steinbrenner come down and, and tell you to go go shave? No, literally, it was. I was actually getting a checkup on my elbow. Well, I've I've definitely been not kicked out, but they've walked by me in the clubhouse and I've had to shave. But no, there was one time in specific. I was just coming to get my elbow checked out, and I was like in for a day and out. And so, of course, you know, going to the dugout, see everybody. And, yeah, they called down, and Robbie Kakuza had to come get me and be like, hey, they want you out of the dugout, so go shave. And I was like, I guess I'm probably just going to go home at this point. <laughs> Got to love it. Well, right here I actually have a picture of you with that mustache back in 2013. And uh, right below, I don't know if you remember this story. We got the leopard pen there. You signed a ball for me back in spring training, and you mentioned how you had leopard underwear, matching leopard underwear. I had, like, leopard, like, boxer briefs and everything. So, wow. yeah, it's – it. I mean, you'll do anything if, to get to get a team going. I mean, shoot. I mean, we're baseball players. We'll, we'll try anything. <laughs> Java, I appreciate you hopping on. Uh, I really appreciate all the all the knowledge. Best of luck to you and, and your son playing baseball. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the season. Sounds good, my man. Appreciate you. We'd like to thank you for checking out this episode of Billy the Bat Boys Corner, presented by Up on Game. Java Chamberlain obviously has a long career in baseball. Has experienced a lot throughout his career and uh, learned a lot about him and, and some stories he had throughout his baseball journey. Don't forget, we're supporting the Father English Center in Patterson, New Jersey. And if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing here with Up On Game and Billy the Bat Boy's Corner, be sure to follow us on social media at Billy the Bat Boy and at Up On Game. Please review, rate, subscribe, and we'll see you next time here on the show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 